Hey, welcome to Mike the Baptist. Uh, we're back with another thrilling episode of frivolity. Frivolity. We like that word. Somebody, somebody asked me recently, "Is that a word?" And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know actually, but I think it is. It sounds as much of a word mm-hmm. as shrinkle. Well, there you go. Enough said. Beleaguered. Beleaguered. Yeah. We make up all kinds of words. We'll make up more before it's over, but uh, welcome back to Michael Kuntz across the table. Hello, Jackson. Welcome to Neil Andrews across the table. Hello. Who's deep in some sort of study over there. Good morning. And uh, the rest of us never do that, but he is. So, kudos. Good to have you back. H.D. Jones whoop, in the chair beside me. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> uh, uh, where was I? Oh, welcome back to another episode of... Mike the Baptist, where we talk about different things, which is what a podcast is, so works out. Anyway, I don't guess there's any big new news of any kind to start off with. Uh, hey, our live show went well. The live show was great. It was such a good turnout. Uh, kind of surprised me. Yes. A lot of things surprised me. But anyway, yeah, it was great turnout, and thanks to everybody who came. And uh, helped put everything away and all that. <laughs> anyway, uh, com. Go to the website. Buy something. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Buy something because it helps pay the light bill. Same reason you guys at church say we're going to take up an offering. Uh, at some point, you got to get over being afraid to do that, right? If yep. you want to pay the light bill. Yep, that's right. All right, buy you a mug, T-shirt, something. Uh, you can also find all the episodes of Mike the Baptist. There are hundreds and hundreds of minutes and stuff to waste just a lot of time now. Uh, well over a year's worth of all this stuff and still going strong. And uh, uh, past episodes, new episodes. I don't know what else is on there. Maybe there's something else Current on there. Current episodes. Current episodes. <laughs> episodes. A few pictures. You know, basic website stuff. Anyway www.mikethebaptist.com Also send us an email. We like to get email. Comment at mikethebaptist.com We'll send an email right to us. We want good emails. Good emails. Positive emails. The the gooder the better. That's right. uh, uh, That was not you, uh, if you're watching, that shook. Neil just bumped the camera. so Just so you know you're not having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a, just a little camera error. I was trying to bump Pastor Coons, but I yeah. couldn't reach that far. So, well, we we want to make sure people don't run off the road thinking. Well, they shouldn't be watching this anyway if they're going down the road. But anyway, and Neil has the lips back. Uh, uh, this is an indication of where the program is going today. It's going to be quite a quite a ride. But we're glad you came back. Uh, we'll try to uh, throw out some talk that's interesting to you, and send us that email. You can address it to any of these guys. <coughs> Uh, or me, or whatever, or if you just want to make a comment, like stop doing that, <laughs> just whatever you want to send, you send, and then we'll. Uh, Something that we have stopped doing is we yes. have stopped receiving food. I just thought about that. We have stopped receiving well, food. Well, no, wait, H. We did not stop receiving it. People stopped sending it to us. Well, that's the reason we don't receive it. What HD is saying is here's an open invitation once but again. But we are willing to receive We are willing to receive it. But now we don't want just free food. I need to explain that. We have a portion of the program that we attempt once in a while to get off the ground. It's a food review. We want to be a service to the people who listen and watch. We don't want to just, you know, take. 
Although we have to take the food item you prepare. So uh, here's the challenge. And we don't want to pay for it. We don't want to pay for it. No, no. Well, it's it's a ministry. It is. It's not in the budget. Hang on. I'm going to buzz ministry because that's really a misused term. It's a... A service? It's a service. A free service. You did not buzz liturgical in the last episode, and you're going to buzz ministry. I didn't remember did hearing did liturgical. Okay. I said it. Yep. Uh, when you get so big, so big it just kind of... So yeah, it just goes. about the Lord's Prayer. We were, but we were talking about Delecta Dingles oh, I, or something. I do remember it. Now. Lecto yeah. Divina. <laughs> Lecto Divina. <laughs> so anyway, what H is saying is uh, if you will send us a food item that you've prepared, we will... <laughs> We will review it here. Send us some of them lectern dingles. Yes, and we'll we'll review it on this program. And look, this is your chance to be famous for something you have prepared. We will make you famous on Mike the Baptist. You're doing a good job of keeping us together. I just say. Oh, this is such, yes. You can tell you're professional. I'm professional with a table full of them. Uh, anyway, so uh, on the front porch today, you notice how it's moved right into the second. Thank you so much. Very smooth. On the front porch today, uh, we're going to talk about cartoons. Yes, we are. I couldn't remember there for a second. <laughs> on the front porch today, let's talk. It's four grown men. Let's talk about cartoons that we used to watch. Uh, I will start because I want to. I want to uh, paint the canvas here with a something to get the idea of the, of the picture I, I have no idea what the all it meant but my pill will kick in a minute and then i'll be fine <laughs> did uh, you take it i did take it i, I took it about that. 10 minutes ago Good. it takes Good. a few minutes so uh when i was a kid on saturday mornings i've probably told this before but i'll tell it briefly again my my granddad would uh put my brother and myself in a car and we'd drive to town early on a saturday morning and he would go to the local Ben Franklin variety store. Mm-hmm. And in those days, Ben Franklin had one aisle. They had like two. They had a, an aisle that's two-sided, you know. You're mm-hmm. in the center. Anyway, both sides was candy. It was like more candy than – now, of course, I was little. So in my in my memory, it was just forever. Went from the front of the store all the way to the back. Just two aisles of candy. But one section had uh, penny candy. So you could get one – Little wrap candy or one uh, pixel stick, what they call those little uh, pixie sticks. Pixie, pixie stick. sticks. Everything was a penny. So he would let us take a little paper bag and fill it up with 30 cents worth of stuff. You know, I mean, way too much candy, but he would let us do it on Saturday mornings. And then we would go home and watch cartoons. Back when they used to have cartoons on Saturdays, I don't even know if they still do that. But so that's what we would do. And that was back when you only had. Three or four channels to pick from. We had, yes, we had uh, two in Little Rock and one we had to turn the antenna towards Springfield, mm-hmm. Missouri. So we had actually three. Uh, I think PBS, I don't know if it was actually broadcasting then or if it was, we only got it occasionally, like, you know, when it was raining correctly or something, <laughs> we would get it. But, uh, but yeah, we would, uh, we would come home. We'd spend all Saturday morning watching. Cartoons. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the cartoons we used to watch. Now, I grew up on Bugs Bunny and the Road Runner, and my favorite of all of all time was the Pink Panther. Hmm. I loved the Pink Panther. I think I think I really liked it mainly because of that music, which I actually used the. Uh, there was a bluegrass group. I can't remember. Maybe in the Osborne Brothers did a an instrumental version of the Pink Panther. And I used it at my first radio job as a disc jockey. That was my opening 
Henry Mancini. Henry Mancini. Yes. You said instrumental. Were there words to the Pink Panther music? There was a there season might have been, when, yeah, because Pink been. Panther never talked in the cartoon. Well, he never spoke. But there was one season where I think they did have him do that. It was kind of like the Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. There's one episode that I remember where the Roadrunner, or not Roadrunner, but Wiley e. Coyote said something. Actually, yeah. said something, but the rest of the time he was just yeah. Silent. Pink Panther yeah. was always silent, but mm-hmm. I just thought I just remember Pink Panther being. Yes, he did. I thought something was, happened to him, and he would say Wiley e. Coyote, genius, genius. He yeah. would say that about himself. Mm-hmm. Huh. See, I don't remember that. I watched The Roadrunner, too. Although that whole era, to me, is when cartoons were what they're supposed to be, which is, you know, uh, people getting flattened by anvils. Very violent. Yeah. (laughs) Very violent. Shot at point blank with a double barrel shotgun, but then just getting up and walking off, you know, Mm -hmm. brush the smoke off of you. But so, yeah, I grew up, uh, in my memory, That's I I will still sit down to to this day and watch The Pink Panther. And the Wiley Coyote, it wasn't a favorite, but it was always really interesting to me because the guy just kept trying. He just kept trying. He kept trying. He kept trying. I kind of identified with that <laughs> in a way. <laughs> you kept running off the bluff, but then you try again. So that's not really exciting, I guess, but uh, uh, there were some old uh, Spider-Man cartoons Mm-hmm. That I can recall. I didn't watch it regularly, but I was always fascinated by Spider Man. There was something about him that was really intriguing to me. Well, I guess slinging webs out of his hand is intriguing <laughs> to anybody. A, a but Spider Man, Spider, it's pretty cool, man. But yeah. okay, so that's what's in my head, and uh, you know, I'm not going to keep talking because I get really emotional thinking about things like that. I don't want to tear feel up. Bad for Peter Parker. Do I feel bad for him? Yeah. In a way, I did, because I don't know that he actually wanted that. Mm-mm. I mean, he, It was an accident. Yeah, he had it, and then yeah. he used it for good, and, you know, he had to feel pretty good being a hero. But a lot of times, it's like, you know, like if you're at a, a gathering with a bunch of friends, and then all of a sudden, you sense that there's wrong, and you got to get it and go. You can't finish your bowl of guacamole, because you have to go save something. Mm-hmm. So that part, yeah, I felt a little bad sure. for him about that. Uh, okay, I think that uh, wraps up my portion of, <laughs> of uh, reminiscing about cartoons. On the did I say the front porch? I did say that, you didn't did. I? Because mm-hmm. I have to technically mention those words. Mm-hmm. Um, HD, do you have fond memories of cartoons? You used I to? used to until you started, and I was like, oh wow, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> Same cartoons. I guess we all saw the same ones. You know, love those. But uh, a little later in life, man, I got really into DuckTales. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, I love DuckTales. I love Dark their little, duck. their little mm. you know, their little uh, intro mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, they've actually come out with a new series on it. And uh, I catch myself now watching new sessions of DuckTales. So did Fill you, me in. I, did I, you watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers as oh, well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so what's DuckTales? I DuckTales think I know, is but... about Huey, Dewey, and Louie and okay. Donald. I got you. And yeah. their uncle. And yeah. their uncle and Launchpad and Scrooge, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, they're always on all these crazy adventures and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That's it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do they even still show those old Bugs Bunnies and all that anywhere? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's hard to find. It's like yeah. maybe every once in a while you'll see them on one of the YouTube. You can channels. YouTube them. Uh, Tom and Jerry. That was mm-hmm. my son's YouTube. Show. Was it? Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. So, 
Yeah, be I, careful if you Google Chip and Dale. Just be careful. I'm not going to. <laughs> I already know. So be careful. So Saw that coming. Never even thought of that. Careful. Just, never even. Just careful. That's all I'm that's saying. That's what he's here for. <laughs> he, Thank you, Pastor. He helps us. <laughs> Thank you, Senior Pastor. He helps you at the beginning program, and at the end, any or out, he helps you figure those yep. things out. So all around help. Wow. Yep. Okay, so we probably had the similar mindset yep. about what a cartoon should be. Those old. Uh, yep. But isn't it interesting how? Isn't it interesting how uh, violence, which a lot of those had violence, you know, would. Uh, what's they his name? Elmer, violence. Elmer Fudd yeah. would shoot the rabbit right in his face. Kill the rabbit. And but nowadays, if you did that, and Daffy Duck's little bill would just go. Oh yeah, we'd, we'd come off. He'd be walking yeah, around without a bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But you know they've replaced that nowadays with just vulgar thinking mm. in cartoons, which I find just incredible that cartoons are so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what yeah. the word is, rude or something. It just looks like. They don't have the violence they used to have, but they got ugh. extremely crude. Yes. Crude is the good word. Kind of a reflection yeah. of our culture. Could be, Neil. Mm-hmm. You may be on something there. <laughs> we'll delve into that even more in the middle of this program. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, Koontz, can you tell us about your cartoon experiences when you were a child? Yep. So, you know, I missed the uh, Saturday morning cartoon days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cartoon I'm going to bring up, though, uh, wasn't on Saturday mornings. This one always came on right after school. So uh, I'd hurry home from school and turn on the TV, and there's always two that I would watch. I'd watch Transformers, but G.I. Joe was my go-to. <laughs> and, you know, had all the little action figures, the Snake vehicles. Eyes. And Snake Eyes was one mm-hmm. of them. He was my favorite. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, loved G.I. Joe. And I actually, last night, uh, got into iTunes and bought one of the episodes and started watching it. You know, well, that's neat. Made it about twenty minutes in, and I was asleep last night. But you know, <laughs> that's my routine. I got to watch something to go to sleep. So, uh, yeah, still, still love watching GI Joe to this day. So, uh, you know, I don't. I guess that was after my time or something. Yeah, I don't these remember came out around maybe eighty four. Yeah, I don't. I didn't yeah. remember seeing those. Mm-hmm. GI Joes and Transformers were early mid eighties. When those hit eighty four, my daughter was born in eighty four. So in my house, there would have been. Teletubbies or something, or yeah. something like that. Barney. When was Barney? Oh, no, yeah. Barney was, Barney was yeah, around ninety. That's not a cartoon, though. No, it's oh no, a, it's not, is it? No. He's just the devil. Yeah. Yo Gabba Gabba is also not a cartoon, but I love that show. Uh, have you ever seen Yo Gabba Gabba? <laughs> it was great. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. Well, just as you said that, he set, a cu- he set a cup down on the table, and everything kind of wobbles. <laughs> You'll go, 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 go. This is what? so bizarre. <laughs> okay, Coach, so does that wrap up your portion of yeah. the cartoons? Yeah, that's, that's it. I got to say that I, when I came up with this topic, I really expected this to get really wild. I don't know why, uh, mm. but now that I think about it, uh, it's kids that are five or six year old watching cartoons. It well, couldn't get too wild. One, one other thought I had about GI Joe. You're all talking about the violence. And, yeah. And, you know, Bugs Bunny always getting shot. One of the funny things when you watch the GI Joe cartoons, nobody ever gets shot. Oh. And it, I mean, it's army. It's an army. You know, movie. Right. But their vehicles always get shot, and they always are able to either jump out of the vehicle or jump out of a helicopter, and they're parachuting away. Good guys and the bad guys. Interesting. So they never, you never saw they never a got good dead. guy go down or a bad guy. Nope. Interesting. Yep, they always survive. So all you saw was like that thing you see on TV when they drop a bomb overseas somewhere, 
and you see these little black and white images of these little guys running away from a tank that's been splattered. So, but, so that's kind of what same thing, I guess. Sounds, right? Sounds pretty good. I don't know why I thought of that, but I'm not sure either. But that's okay. Uh, so on a side note, Neil, uh, your wife Katie was on a recent episode of the Preachers Wives series, Uh-oh. and they got to talking about prayer or something. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a isn't that buzzworthy? Yeah. Oh, sorry. But anyway, she's sitting here talking about uh, people you pray for, and uh, and I'm thinking while she's setting this up, I'm thinking, you know, I had a neighbor that had a dog once that just drove me nuts, and I was praying that, that something happened to that dog. <laughs> this is what I was thinking. Then she says, I pray pretty regularly for terrorists, and then so I felt like a heel after that. I'm thinking like. This woman's praying for pray for terrorists, like for them to show up. Or? No, no, no. I think oh. she meant you know that they would be have a change of heart and all. Right. And meanwhile, I'm praying against my neighbor's dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, felt, that, is, that is pretty heartless. I felt small. That's pretty bad. Uh, speaking of Neil, Hoda keeps getting out of my shot here. <laughs> Get a little <laughs> back closer. Speaking of of uh, what were we speaking? Neil cartoons. Yeah. Yes, cartoons. Neil, tell us about cartoons when you were a kid. I think that Looney Tunes is like the penultimate. Yes, uh, because oh, yeah. there's there's social commentary in it. There's obviously humor in it, but they were just very very creative. And you can go back now and see all sorts of references and things. And I yes, I have DVDs of collections of Looney Tunes because oh, I like cool. them so much. Yep. Um, so that was that was one that I loved. But my favorite character in that was Marvin Martian. Oh yeah, love Marvin. Yeah, he was pretty interesting. And um, uh, what was the other one I was going to say? Oh, hey Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. That I, I used to watch that all the time. Yeah. yeah, and that's got a lot of stuff that you watch back now. And they were they were speaking to adults as much as they were speaking to kids. Rocky and Bullwinkle, especially, I think, mm-hmm. uh, kind of went down that path. Yep. Uh, Martin Marsh, what's his name? Mar- Marvin. Marvin. He showed up in Bugs Bunny cartoons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He Did he alien. show up in other ones, too? Usually Donald Duck, but, I mean, it's Looney Tunes. It's Daffy Looney Tunes. Daffy, sorry. So just across the Looney Tunes spectrum, he would, he would show up in different things. Qu- question yeah. on Marvin the Martian. You never saw a mouth or anything right. with him, did you? Just his mm-hmm. eyes? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's because his helmet's on. I thought the helmet was open-faced, though. It is, but it's all dark in there. You see the eyes. Uh-oh. Beginning of the Mandalorian. Ooh. That's some detail, some detail watching right wow. there. Yeah. So Looney Tunes, you're right. The Looney Tunes is the. And in the late, I think it was late 80s, uh, Steven Spielberg did a thing called Animaniacs. Yes. And another one called Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. And they were both kind of. Pinky and, Pinky and the Brain. Brain, 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 Brain. brain. Yeah. They were kind of <laughs> tributes in one way. To all of the Looney Tunes things, but um, they, from a technical perspective, they were using uh, twice the frame rate of all the other cartoons, so they looked better. Right. And at that time, they were using um, they were using synthesis and you know keyboards to do all the soundtracks for the cartoons. Right. Spielberg hired a full section, full <laughs> orchestra to do, and they were underscored. So if you watch them back, they're pretty good quality stuff. stuff. So yeah. So I like those two. You know, I'm surprised, like Flintstones, Jetsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we forgot That's about Hanna those. Barbera. Yeah. yeah, we forgot about those. Which, McGilla Gorilla. Yeah. Somebody just told yeah. me within the last couple of weeks that George Jetsons. The Jetsons, yeah. There's something in uh, 2023 that was mentioned in the Jetsons, and it was 
It was this so time. So we're supposed to be living in the age of the Jetsons, I think, right? Yeah, now. I forget what they told me. Somebody needs to Google that. We missed that up. Uh, Flying cars. When, when we go get those? I heard that that was supposed to happen right? sometime soon. Somebody's oh, been working on it. Not surprised. What about Life Olympics? Love oh, yeah. Life Olympics. I don't remember that either. Don't know yeah. Captain yeah. Caveman and yeah. Scooby. Uh, Scooby Doo. We didn't they, they would all like do the, the Olympic Games. Yep, all those yep, characters from yep. the different cartoons, the Hanna-Barbera yep. characters would all come together. The really Rottens yeah. and uh, the Scooby. They'd compete mm, against each other. Scooby. What do they call the Scooby Doobies? The Scooby. And then there was the other Blue Falcon was on that team. And mm-hmm. What was the Falcon's dog's name? Dom, Dino, Domino. Dom, mm, Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. He looked, he looked, like, he looked like Batman. Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. Okay. Yeah. And the Blue Falcon. Yeah. I didn't see that either. Yeah, you missed out. Well, when I got old enough to drive to the river, I just stayed at the river all the time. So I didn't. I lost out on some you, cartoon years. You couldn't watch it on your phone. You can now. You couldn't then. Oh no. Well, you could if you drove back into town, watch it on a payphone or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's fascinating? I was thinking about uh, Looney Tunes. Mel Blank. Mm-hmm. I, if you don't yeah. know who Mel Blank is, look him up. He did most all of those voices. Right. It was incredible. What that guy could do with his voice. When he it's passed just, away, somebody did a, a graphic thing that had all of the characters that he'd voiced standing in line, and they were all weeping because he wow. died. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's been one like him before or after. He was mm-hmm. really incredible. You should look him up and read, read about him. There's a guy in the radio advertising, uh, Bert Burtis, I think's his name. You should look him up, too. He's mm-hmm. uh, kind of a hero of mine for writing insane radio commercials and stuff really good good stuff distinct voice very very i don't know if he's still living or not i was about to say i don't guess it matters but it does matter <laughs> but anyway moving on especially to his family <laughs> hey good little front porch visit it was very uh very behaved and uh, uh it worked pretty good it brought back some fond memories and uh, that's what it's supposed to do i guess Okay, we're going to move on because some of the guys here have things to do. Some of us don't, but some of them do, so we're going to respect their time and try to wrap it up so they can go. We'll be back to talk about the Bible. Hey, we're back. Um, we go on and 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 on about the Bible, but you should. So imagine if, imagine if we were all involved in this religion here, and we didn't have a, we didn't have a that book there. So I suspect we'd all be sitting around just, it'd just be all opinions. 
and my opinion is going to be different than your opinion, and then we're going to argue about the opinions. So luckily, there's this book. So maybe God knew what he was doing <laughs> when, he, That's when, profound. He, when he pulled all that together. <laughs> maybe God knew what he was doing. But, you know, if you think about that, think about what it would be if you did not have that book. I mean, what would it be? It'd be a club. It'd be a social club. Mm. And you might think you had some inkling about who God was, uh, but you didn't know, so you'd be scrambling around. Everybody would be trying to figure something out. And you, But we have a book that was pulled together, the canon, I think they call it, or something like that. And it's this collection of things that were written down, inspired by God. And I think... Uh, I think we should be glad we have that book. You know, you carry them around. People carry them around, throw them around. They're scattered everywhere. Everybody drags one around. You open it up when the preacher says, go to this. You open it up. And... But I wonder if you stop and think uh, very often what it would be like if you didn't have that. That's my whole thought about the Bible. So we'll turn it over to the preachers and y'all take it where you want to. Well, Mike, we are uh, moving through the book of Revelation. And uh, uh, this week we're coming to uh, chapter 6 and uh, a lot of the chapters following that. And we get into a lot of the events that are going to be taking place. Uh, we call them the end time events uh, for, our, for our world, uh, basically. And we've probably heard people say this before, um, that you are so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I've heard that a few times. And uh, when, we get, when we get to looking at all these things in the Bible, especially in this portion of, of the book of Revelation, we know it's all coming to an end. For those of us who know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, we are typically very excited about the opportunity to go to heaven, to leave all this hurt, all this evil, all this bad, sinful stuff behind, get to that place that God has prepared for us, designed for us, and to be in just an absolutely incredible environment that is full of just his presence and peace, his love, uh, just just goodness. Uh, but do we ever find ourselves kind of getting stuck in that statement that you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good? Or what does that maybe what does that mean to you? Have, have you seen that uh, in our society? Uh, I I would say. There are some folks that believe certain ways about the Bible that uh, they might think it doesn't matter what you do or don't do. Uh, God has already said certain people are going to be saved, certain people are not going to be saved. And what's the point of even doing anything here? Because God's already determined all these things. You know, I can see that kind of leading some people down the path of, I don't have to do anything. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there. God has already determined who's going to be there, so what's my it really don't matter here, but just thoughts on on that. Do, is that something that we need to be cautious of? Is there, Have we ever fallen into that kind of stuff before? You know the phrase, too heavenly minded means you're no earthly good. Um, I think some Christians do look at the end so much that they forget what we're supposed to be doing today. And I, I think a lot of those letters were written to the church to be an encouragement. To know there is an end coming. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, it's like 
you're in a ball game, if you didn't know that we only played four quarters, you know, you wouldn't know, well, there's an end coming, so we need to push to to get to the end. And so I, I think it, it is very possible for people to get so, I don't know, angelic in their, you know, bless God, I'm highly favored, and bless God, I'm above dirt today. You know, I mean, sometimes you just get into that where we don't, where we just sound odd to the culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't see that in Scripture where Jesus or his apostles looked like freaks. They were different. There was, but it was attracting. It wasn't, it wasn't something that appalled a lot of people. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they were drawn to them because they taught with authority and and they loved, they loved in a different way and stuff. And so, I definitely say, you know. Go to some go to some of these well meaning, I think, Christian concerts and I, I get that sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just kinda out of touch a little bit. I picture mm-hmm. Jesus like when he was walking up to that woman at the well, you know, in that story. I picture him as just kind of casually strolling up through there, not trying to be noticed or anything, and maybe just kinda sauntering up there and said, Hey, how are you? I mean, that's the picture in my mind. I I don't picture Jesus walking up to anybody and saying, therefore, right, and I mean right. laying the law down to him. I picture him as being very normal, very relational. Yep. Relational. Right. Um, so they're not being taken off guard, but they're actually being, like well, you said, drawn to either, him. Because like right. you said, I mean, you can get into that, that language, and it's just like, eh, I'm, you're holier than thou. Yeah. You know, just, uh, well, I ain't going to listen to you. You yeah. already have a poor opinion of me. And yeah, we can really hurt the witness. I've known, especially some pastors, and it's like they're good, godly man. But you know, when you ask somebody, you know, how's the air conditioning running today, and they go into this discourse about we're blessed and highly favored because God was in that refrigerant today, brother. God was there; He was in that. And I'm just like, you know, I just just wanted to know is it working okay? Mm-hmm. And we try to spiritualize everything, you know. And uh, not to say that they're not well-meaning, you know, that, people yeah, do that. Not, right. Yeah, I'm not judging their heart. It's mm-hmm. just it can be off-putting yep. because you're not talking like the culture talks mm-hmm. and communicating in such a way that people are drawn into the conversation as opposed to repelled by the conversation. I think maybe sometimes that people that are like that tend to forget that we're supposed to engage the culture, and they isolate from it and say, well, we're not supposed to do that, when in fact Jesus tells us to engage the culture, basically. Um, I had a, a friend that he became a believer and uh, was talking to me. He was on the road with a group of musicians, and he asked me if I felt like it was acceptable for him to be, uh, he's the only Christian in this group of folks. And he said, should I still be playing with them? And I said, Absolutely, as long as you have some folks that hold you accountable, that you've always got praying for you and with you and you're engaged with them, you're supposed to engage the the culture. You're yeah. supposed to have friends that yeah. are not believers. You know, I think so, Jesus kind of addressed that with the Pharisees. He's like, you're willing to tithe on basically your spices, but you don't take care of your mom and daddy at home. Mm. You know, you're, you're making you're making so much to do about your religiosity, but you're not doing the genuine things that you need to be doing 
as well. And I think, again, you know, sometimes even us in ministry, you know, we can look down our noses at people because they're not in church every time the doors are open. Well, you know what? Sometimes they didn't need to be there that moment. They needed to be with their family or they needed to be um, working their job at the hospital or working their job, you know, doing something out there. Now, again, we know they need to be in church. They need to be in uh, worship with people. But it's, that that's one of those statements that you do hear a lot. And it's it's not that we need to be like the culture, but we don't also need to be monks where we're hiding ourselves from the culture uh, along that line uh it's 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 uh when you're when you're wrapped up and you guys do this for a living plus you're a member right of a church so you have, kind of have a dual 24 hour a day thing but and i'm not in that role but i get busy at that church doing things so i'm around there when i'm from time to time a lot but what i was getting at is it's easy when you're uh, involved in all that stuff constantly to not be aware that when you go out in the public somewhere, somebody you run into is not in your head 24 hours a day with all that. So you're prone to just be in that mode and just talk like that without stopping to consider that they might not have a clue what you're talking about or care. Right. Right. And, uh, it's like in the music business, Neil, uh, you know, there are people in that industry that we've been around who are what you call name droppers. Really? Hmm. Oh, you weren't aware of that. Let me explain. <laughs> uh, there are people yes. in the music industry who you don't really want to go around them because all they're going to talk about is who they know. Right. Uh, and they're just, they call them name droppers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mean little phrase, but you don't want to be around that. Right. In fairness, uh, a lot of people who are involved in that. 24 hours a day music the music business can suck you in and that's all you think about period right so that's all you're armed to talk about but it's a similar thing with just being a a christian i think it's probably just healthy to kind of think uh when you're out wanting to engage somebody to share your story or your news that whoever you're approaching is not soaked in that like you might be and you need to kind of be aware of that you need to know your audience You need to know your audience, but yeah. you also, I think, need to care about right. that person yes. you're talking to. Uh, not so much you just can't wait to tell them your story, but uh, I find other people interesting. If I don't know you, I'm going to try to figure out some things about you. I just find that interesting. But what that does is uh, it opens some doors mm-hmm. where you can get in to talk to somebody where otherwise, if you're just talking about yourself 24-7, yeah, mm-hmm. but if they, I've always said everybody wants to tell their story, anybody on the planet, if you'll sit down with them for five minutes and give them a chance, mm-hmm. everybody wants to tell you their story. There's, there's, uh, in my mind, I see two camps. Kind of one of them is believers that their their purpose is to make sure they've got a ticket to heaven. That's like that's the end thing. Once they've done that, everything's great. And then the other camp is the ones that see it's not about that it's about what are we doing now to bring heaven to earth uh, as as jesus has said you know it's the kingdom is imminent the kingdom is at hand but that priority of are you being a disciple and what are you doing now to look more like jesus on a regular basis than worrying about that 
because that's a anyway and yes yeah i agree we can have to be careful with that because mm-hmm. you run into somebody whose battery is dead and you have jumper cables probably not the time to sit there and go well let me pull out john three sixteen and let's read this first <laughs> and pray over it let me see if god wants me to help you or not today probably just a time to help them get their car yeah. started and i do think it's okay to take those opportunities to look at mm-hmm. that person and say hey I want you to know this. I wasn't coming this way today, but I feel like God's directed me here. Yeah, to tell you He loves you. Yeah. Now, that's, that's missions. Now we yeah. we yeah. worship at this church. We'd love for you to come visit with us. And if they say, "Well, I'm from Missouri," well, I tell you what, just be safe. I'll pray for you on your travels. I hope your yeah. battery still does good. You know, we can work almost everything into a gospel conversation, right? But we don't have to be. So awkward about it. Yeah, you don't have to be in your face because especially when you're meeting physical needs, yep. that is absolutely an open door for that to somehow transition. Yep. I mean, it'll, it can happen so naturally. Yep. It is not a forced thing at all. I love uh, one of the things that that's different about Temple that I had not been around the church that we all go to mm-hmm. um, is when we go out to eat, asking the server if there's something we can pray for them about. Yeah. I'd never been around that before, and it's such a natural, yeah. you know, it's not really imposing. Right. And I don't think there's ever been a time that the server hasn't said. But if they look at you and say no, then you're like, okay, oh. that's fine. Yeah. You know, we'd love to. Mm-hmm. If you don't want us to, we're okay with that. I'll pray for you anyway. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's the way it is. <laughs> so I was thinking about um, one of the passages in Revelation that I read made me think back about uh, Genesis and and where the fall is, or the curse, if yep. you want to call it. So uh, for people that don't know, the curse is what happened to mankind uh, because of Adam and Eve's sin. And it talks about um, humanity is going to suffer with toil and pain. And then you go to Revelation, and here it's 24-4, where it says... God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So that's kind of a reversal from what was in Genesis, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a picture of a broken world. So what what is it that makes us broken? Where do you see brokenness? In the mirror. <laughs> well, yeah. Good answer. You know, uh, sin affects every aspect of our life, mm-hmm. and it it hurts. Some of it is self-directed. I mean, if I go out here and get stone-cold drunk and drive my car into a tree, I can't blame everybody else. That was my fault, my responsibility, my circumstance. But then you go over to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital and you see a one-month-old laying in there with all these tubes connected to him, and you can't look at that baby and go, your fault, you deserve this because of all your stupid actions. Mm -hmm. So part of it, we live in this fallen world where it rains on the just and the unjust. Things happen to us. Um, You know, the old saying, good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And it's not always fair, Mm -hmm. to be honest. It's just not always fair. Um, but the good news is is that 
God is in the process. We're in the middle of that, I think, you know, maybe more toward the end than we realize, but we're in the process of sin coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And then God is going to recreate this world, and then he's going to wipe away all those tears because man was not made for sin. And you you can see that. Even people that don't believe there's a God, you see the pain, mm-hmm. the brokenness right. in their family, the brokenness in their own personal life, whether that's health, emotions, whatever. But there again, there's that longing within us to say, golly, this is – there's just got to be something better than this. It's good in a lot of ways. Life is good in a lot of ways, but there's just got to be something better than this. Um, I can tell you from experience, man, male, was never intended to pass a kidney stone. Mm. <laughs> never. Right. Those parts of your body were not designed to handle that. Stone, right. That. Yeah. So did you ever feel like that that passage in in uh, Genesis where that happens did you ever feel like God just shook his head and went okay have it your way <laughs> and that that's what the fall is is go for it do what you can do Well he had to didn't he for for all this to kind of compute correctly uh for it to be I guess authentic and genuine he had to let you he had to let us have that free will, mm-hmm. which yeah. led to this. Otherwise, it, right. none of this works. And he works. knew that. He knew this is how it was going to play out. Yeah. It's just a, None of it works if you don't have yeah. that. Uh, you, know, you mentioned you started off, well, looking in the mirror. You know, that's, that's another thing that makes me think about things aren't going to deteriorate anymore. I mean, we're looking in the mirrors, and we're watching our physical bodies. Not as good as it was 20 years ago. Right. You know, getting we're getting gray hairs. We're getting more wrinkles. What you know? Ah, uh, you know, music guys don't have to deal with that. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. You know, we're we're watching this deteriorate, and uh, Adam and Eve, when they were, you know, when they were created, mm-hmm. they were not getting worse, and now we right. are, and uh, so that's going to be one of those things we're not going to worry about again. One of these days, when we get that perfect body again that we were originally created for, mm-hmm. folks, as they get older, tend to. Seem to really appreciate that, don't they? I mean, you hear them talk about how it's going to be nice not having to yeah, all deal with that anymore. Aches and pains and sicknesses and mm-hmm. diseases. And yep, losing everybody because of it. Life will disappoint you. And yes, mm-hmm. when you said, "Did God? Did God say, okay, this is what you wanted? I'm going to let you have it." I would say yes from a standpoint, but He wasn't willing to let us have it to our ultimate demise. Right. Right. You know, we we did that with kids, with our kids. You know, it's right. like, you know, you you would say things like, you know, don't run through here, blah blah. You're gonna get hurt. But at some point, you just like, okay, big boy. And then when they got hurt, you know, you said, okay, this is why I told you not to do this, blah right. blah. But you also didn't let them do something that was like jump off the roof yes. because you knew that could be their demise. And so, God. I think lets us come to the end of ourselves, so to speak, because mm-hmm. sin will do that. Sin ultimately, I don't care what your appetite is. You know, your stomach is made to eat, but if you overeat, then you'll start realizing things like, "Oh, now I'm a diabetic. Uh, now my blood pressure is high. Right. Now I'm going to the doctor. Why? Why am I out of breath when I get up and walk across the room?" 
Well, because God says you're overindulging, and that, so then that's causing your body to react a certain way. Right. No matter what our appetites are, we overindulge. We go outside of God's will. And when we do, we feel those pains of living in, living in sin, living with our own sin. And so, yeah, I think he lets us. So he'll, he'll let you touch the tip of your finger to the electric fence, but he won't let you grab it. Because if you grab it, it's going to yeah. be bad. Yeah. You can't let go. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. You can use that in a sermon. Okay, sometime. I'll try that sometime. I don't know anything about electric fences. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. You grew up like I did. You know all about them. Uh, I, I do know that if you grab one, it's not good because when I, years ago when I had my garden, I put electric fence to keep the groundhogs out and deer, but I put like a six-mile horse fence Oh yeah, mm. on just a little small garden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I went out there one morning, and a squirrel was on the back corner. He was trying to get out, but his back foot was grabbed onto Aww. the wire, and the rest of him was fried like he'd been on a shish kebab stick somewhere. It was uh, so you don't grab an electric fence; you touch it, but don't grab it. It has that pop. Oh yeah, and it's so it'll let go of you. If it didn't, uh, if it didn't, it'd be a straight current. That's what, that's what happened to the squirrel. Yeah, he, he grabbed it and it just went right the through. Fence and he was grabbing. But he had his hand or, or foot wrapped Grab around it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that's an interesting. Yeah. Right? What was your question again? <laughs> yes. Fried <laughs> squirrel over here got me confused. <laughs> Sorry. I wanted to know what a broken world looked like. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. well. What are signs to somebody that maybe doesn't see that? You know, what kind of things are not right, what kind of things are... We can go through a whole list of things that aren't right, but... You can just look, turn on the news right now and see the broken right. world. That's an interesting question, though. Somebody that doesn't... You know, I keep going back to people that don't yes. talk about this all the time. Right. Do they even see it broken, or... I mean, do they see it? I mean, and what... Well, do they know what it was originally? I guess that's the that's the question. And do, what it will be Do they be understand again. what it could be or should be? Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of them know that part. They just know it needs to be something better than it is. Just right. like, you know, we went through a few years ago, defund the police. Yes. Rah, 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 defund the police. And now some of those cities are like, oh, yeah, this is bad. Right. Uh, this, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is too broken out here. Hey, well, they did the same thing with uh, immigration, with, with right. people coming across the border. You know, it's like, well, come to our city. We'll be okay. And now, now New York is just throwing a fit. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, that's. So, uh, well, I had a thought and I lost it, but it's uh oh, well here's a, here's a uh, here's a question for your the preachers. Uh, why is it that your idea of what's right is good, but those people who aren't versed in all this, they're looking at you saying, "What makes you think you're right? What, what makes you think that's what's wrong with everything?" Can I be churchy? You can. You were going to say something. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, you're going to want to buzz it, I'm sure. Well, let me get ready, um, just in case. You look at the outcome of those things. Yes. And if there is fruit, mm-hmm. that's what we want. Right. If there's not, it's pretty obvious that the outcome is not uh, desirable. Does that make sense? I'm not going to buzz you because I like fruit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about watermelon that quick. <laughs> No, uh, watermelon or fruit. While you were while you were saying that, tomatoes are fruit. While you were saying that, the whole woke thing. I don't, I don't mean to bring that up. However, I do mean to bring it up. Actually, however, yeah, yeah I'm going to bring it up <laughs> because it's a problem. 
And it seems like it's been a frustrating problem for some time, but it, it seems like if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world, more and more people are beginning to see the results mm-hmm. of letting things go as long as they have. It's interesting because even some of the, uh, quote, woke people are beginning now to say, uh, this is not working out so good. Maybe we need to dial it back. Uh, it's exactly what you just said. It's the result of what's what's happening. So, you know, maybe the, maybe the world is beginning to see more of what we kind of see and believe that that it's a it's an inner heart condition with people. Well, we that don't, causes all the we don't disagree stuff. on as much as as you might think, and that's where I think we as Christians and even the church has lost. We have lost our way because we've gotten caught up in wanting to argue and debate mm. instead of finding the things that we have in common. I don't care whether you're a Christian or not. I don't believe most people think it's okay to rape a child. Mm. I don't think most people think that's okay. So there's brokenness. I don't think most people think it's okay for people to own guns and go around and shoot people. I don't think most people think it's okay. But how do they want to fix it? It's it's absurd the way they want to fix it. You know, take guns away from everybody. Well, that'd be great if there were only two people that own guns in the community. But there is no way that you're going to be able to take guns away from everybody. And the only thing that you're going to end up doing is you're going to take guns away from really law-abiding citizens. Good people, yeah. You know, it, it's just like, you know, cars don't kill people. People kill people. Mm, yeah. You know, beer doesn't kill people. People kill people. And so when we can at least start having conversations about how we're all broken – then we can start talking about, okay, what would we do to fix our brokenness? That's where we're going to disagree a little bit, but if we can come at it from that standpoint, Christians Christians aren't fixed in the in this mindset that we never do anything wrong. We're just have our have our mind turned on to the things of God. And when we do something wrong, we're like, Oh yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that. And now I really know I shouldn't have done that. And so I'm sorry that I did that. I want to do better tomorrow. So I think that's a big part of dealing with this woke generation. And you get more conscious of that. Yeah. Yeah. As you develop as a believer, as you become discipled, you're more cognizant of that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's that, you know, we've all been young and dumb. How many of us have had road rage at some point Mm -hmm. in our life? And it flipped a bird or some cut somebody off or You're not supposed to do that, you're a preacher. Done some I mean just, done just done something reminder. else, you know. That's why he doesn't have a temple bumper sticker. That's right. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> done something else. Bad advertising. <laughs> but now that we're a little older and we realize, you know what? That probably wasn't the best way to handle that. And mm-hmm. so especially when you become a Christian, you realize, yeah, that's not a good way to handle that. I'm not representing who I am and who he is right. in a good way. Um, but part of this book of Revelation is really all about the wrath of God pouring out. And you just can't get past that at some point God is going to put a stop to all this foolishness and he is going to punish, not just discipline, he disciplines the church because we're his children, just like we discipline our children. He loves us and he disciplines 
But God is God's wrath is going to pour out on those without Christ. How should that encourage us to do evangelism, to point people to Christ? I mean, how how should we how should that encourage us to be more intentional about that? Um I'll answer that and I'll also uh you know I like to at some point in this Bible talk, talk to people that may have stumbled upon what we're doing here, who are at a place in their existence where they're thinking about these things. I think you could call it eternal things. I'm not going to buzz that because I'm really serious right here about this. But Well, the Bible says God puts eternity on man's mind. Mm-hmm. He does. Ecclesiastes 3.11, I think. In there. He puts it in the hearts of men. Yeah. But I personally believe that revelations and the thought that God at some point is going to stop it all and you're about to spend an eternity possibly in hell, I think it should scare you a little. And I think uh, there are some of us who are really hard-headed humans, and I have been that. I still am to a certain degree, but I think it's perfectly fine for somebody hard-headed like me to hear that there's coming an end. There is coming an end. We believe that. We've read about it. We've studied it. But we believe it. And for me to tell somebody I don't know or that I do know, your life is coming to an end. And when it comes to an end, it's too late to decide maybe there is something bigger than me that that works better than the way I figure out. If you're listening to this and that frightens you, take care of business. Ever how you want to say it, the church tract, talking to a friend, if you're by yourself, take care of that business because I'll tell you from experience, from that minute on, you don't have to worry about that anymore. That one particular part, the rest of it, you're never going to figure it all out. I'm sitting with preachers all the time talking. They don't have it all figured out. But that part of it, the the thought that you're, quote, saved, what a relief. Yeah. And why are we not, as as a church in whole, why are we not being more evangelistic? We are not taking this serious enough, the eternal consequences of people dying without Jesus. Well, the culture, isn't it the culture? It's you it's feel a lot, awkward. It's a lot of selfishness. What all I just said, mm-hmm. I would feel really awkward doing that in Kroger. Yeah, and and we have got to get past that because you know we'll watch a movie about a child suffering, and we'll shed tears about it, but we're not shedding tears over the fact that there are millions of people around us that don't know Jesus, and they at this very moment could die and mm-hmm. be in hell for all of eternity with suffering far beyond anything we have seen in a movie or have experienced in our own lives. And a simple decision absolutely, right now takes care of that. If you would accept Jesus Christ, if you would confess him as your Lord and Savior right now, you would be free from that. You would have that freedom that you that you hold so dear And right I believe now. from now on. I don't, believe, absolutely. I don't believe he'll take that back from you. Absolutely me. not. You know what, Koontz? Uh, since I first became a real Christian, I think it's 96, 97, I've had a, a recurring thought. It comes up all the time. 
and it's it's involved in this discussion about uh, being evangelical. I guess you'll say you'd say, but it it's a sobering thought to me. And I think everybody should think this way once in a while, just to gut check yourself. If some guy I ran into at Kroger in the parking lot, as I was getting my truck, he said, "Hey, uh, you want a hundred dollar bill?" I'd say, for what? He said, nothing. I just got a bunch of them. I'm just giving them away. If you want one, take it. I say, sure. I said, uh, who are you giving these to? He says, anybody. I've just got a bunch. I said, you know what? I'd go home and I'd text everybody on my. There's a guy up there at the Kroger parking lot. He's mm-hmm. just giving you a $100 bill. Drive up there and get one. So why would I be quick to tell my buddies about that, but not about what we just talked about? Right. That's a sobering thought That's to good. me. Now, I. I gut check myself, and I still don't go do it like I should. Right. Uh, I do it when it hits me, and I think it hit me a minute ago to do it, so I did it. But, but I would tell everybody about the hundred dollar bill guy, just sure. just like that. Yeah. No problem. Well, just a few years ago, we were telling everybody where to go get toilet paper. Mm. We were. Right. Right. Oh, we were yeah. excited about man. You yeah. know, Dollar General's got toilet paper. Don't too, don't tell too many people because you'll run out before you get there. <laughs> you know. Um, but it's funny. Life in itself, I think points us to our creator death i don't know how y'all feel about this but death is so frustrating because if you've ever seen a loved one suffer yeah and go toward death there's this part of your intellect that says if i could get the right doctor to give the right Mm -hmm. prescription Mm -hmm. and we do the right things Mm. i could save them and yet, people are dying every day. Mm-hmm. And at the end of, we can't, we can't within ourselves even save ourselves. I mean, we know we all know the right things to do: eat right, exercise, get enough sleep. And there's people out here who are are working hard at that. But you know what? I know they're going to die, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be pretty. I've uh, never I've never seen a dead person and looked at them and go. Don't they look so good? Now, people that go to the funeral home and say that, y'all need to repent because you're lying. <laughs> you are lying. They don't look good because their life force is not in them. Mm-hmm. And the funeral home does a good job of sewing their lips up and putting on the blush and putting their wig on them straight. <laughs> He's but so graphic. It, but if you've ever been in a, in a hospital where somebody died, mouth yeah. flopped open, yeah. stuff coming out of their body, it stinks. It's, it's not It's, it's not, not pretty. Yeah. Not pleasant. It's not pretty. Guess what? That's the first death. Mm. And Revelation talks about this is the second death mm. to be separated from your Creator forever. My granddad. And that should, as I preached one Easter, should scare the hell out of you. Well, it should. And that's why I was saying it's, I think it's okay for this to, there's you a need part to be of this scared. that you need to really you need to be scared. take serious. Yep. My granddad, uh, I spent the last three weeks with him. I just stayed at the hospital. And I went to Arkansas. Just stayed there. The very last week, uh, he he was not aware of anything. You know, he was in the palliative care. Is that what palliative. 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 Yeah. They were basically just you know trying to keep, keep him comfortable. But he didn't. And he got to a point where he wasn't no response, no movement, or anything. But uh, my cousin Jason came in and was singing a part of a little old country church song that he knew he liked. That was the only response 
that he had during that last week. He had a little response to that. I thought that was interesting that something got in there into this uh, man who was pretty lifeless. You know, it's down to like a breath every 60 seconds or something. But that got in there somewhere and caused, you know, it could be maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe it was just like a, a twitch. But to us, it was like that one thing got in there. So, and I know the man. He he had attorney to be taken care of. So, but anyway, it should scare you a little. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, church should scare you a little once in a while. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. I mean, if it don't, buy you another Joel Osteen book <laughs> and go read it somewhere. Uh, I'm just saying. I don't mean to call out names, but however, however, uh, did we land the plane? Did I we get close? So. Mm, I think We're so. gonna take a break. Come back, play in or out, because some of y'all have places to go. You may have seen people wearing Mike the Baptist t-shirts or hoodies lately, and wondered to yourself, "Hey, self, where could I get some of that bling bling?" Well, tell yourself not to worry. Because it's easy to order Mike the Baptist logo tees and hoodies for yourself or your family and friends. Visit MikeTheBaptist.com, click on the merchandise link, and shop away. Lots of colors and sizes to pick from. And now available, I'm just a Christian trying not to cuss tees and hoodies. Mike the Baptist is all about real talk with real people. Spreading the good news to a world who can really use some good news right now. When you purchase Mike the Baptist tees and hoodies, you're helping Mike and the crew pay the bills to keep Mike the Baptist on the interwebs and talking about God's love for all people. It's really that simple. And we make no apologies for having fun and living out the Christian life. Order your tees or hoodies today with just the logo or familiar sayings you hear on Mike the Baptist episodes. Just visit MikeTheBaptist.com and click on Merchandise. Thanks so much for watching and listening to Mike the Baptist and for your support in helping us spread the good news. What a great planet. Hey, everybody, it's time to play America's almost favoritest new game show, Any or Audi, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest. You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff because you're the next contestant on Any or Audi. Here's Mike. We're front. Well, I thought I'd try it. Neil suggested when we came back, I should say, instead of saying we're back, which I do a lot, just out of habit, he said, you should mm-hmm. say we're front. And I said, what? He said, oh, instead of we're back. So I said, okay, I'll try it. We're front. Welcome front. Here we Welcome are. front. Hey, look, uh, some time ago, this crazy thought ran across my head uh, about stuff in the Bible and whether it's in there or not, because you hear things. And... This phrase came to my head. My head does not operate like a lot of heads. Things just happen in there that I don't have anything to do with. It's like a squirrel on an electric fence. It's like its own squirrel <laughs> up in there somewhere. And I have learned to feed a little information in there and then just leave it alone. And then something will come up. But I had this one was out of nowhere. The phrase in or outie came to my head. And I thought, the podcast thing, this will work good on the podcast. And then I thought, 
well, no, that's kind of like talking about belly buttons. That's kind of weird, isn't it? And I thought, well, no. <laughs> It'll work like a charm, and I think it has. It's kind of a... It's kind of fun. People put charms in their belly button. <laughs> they do. They do all sorts of things in there now. They drive like toothbrushes through there and stuff and sideways. Like maybe they don't do that. That's piercing. Really, I'm thinking really starting to hurt me over here. Right. It's like, hey, listen. So, uh, so Rowdy. two oh, of the guys dude. here today are going to uh, present with you with something. And ask you: Is it in the Bible or out of the Bible? Is it an any or Neil? Howdy. See, very simple. Needs no explanation. What's about to happen? You just watch or listen, and and you you two will have fun. Coots, what do you have for us? All right, so uh, we've talked about colors in or out of the Bible. Oh yes, we've and talked it about gets animals oh, that yeah. are in or out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to I want to revisit animals today. And okay. um, uh, you remember the old uh, cartoon commercial about a lollipop? And it was how many licks does it take, take to, to get to the center yes. of a Tootsie Roll? Pop. Right. And I like how you tied this into the front porch visit with the cartoon. Well, you know, hey, God works things out. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and there was that wise old owl. Yes. That, you know, would have the answer to that or not. So a very wise animal. Owls are always portrayed for us. Mm-hmm. Owls. Are they in the Bible or not? Oh. Oh. Is it yours or owls? <laughs> that was close. Welcome yeah, from owls. Owls or owls in the Bible? Owls. Any or Audi? They're in Harry Potter. <laughs> and they're very beneficial. Some of them aren't very smart right, in Harry right. Potter, though. Um, I don't ever recall. My gut says no because I don't ever recall hearing that. Do you? Mm-mm. I never recall hearing that mm. in the Bible. Did you? My gut says yes. I think they're in there. You I think they are, yes. but I've never heard it. No, wait a minute. I heard no over here. Then he just flipped the yes. <laughs> no, he well. asked me if I thought it was. Yeah, if I thought it was in there, I'm like, yeah. no, uh, no, I th- it is. I think Al's is in I there. Don't I don't know why I think it's in there, but I've never. I don't know that I can seen quote. It. I, I can't quote the scripture. I don't think it is. But I don't, I don't know Hold what on, to give do. Give me a second. <laughs> give me a phone. I'm never Google. playing poker with Coons because I said, as I was sweeping my face across the table, I said, I don't think it's in there. But I glanced at him, but his face was just like it never changed. Yeah, he does a good. Uh, he does a good poker. Dead pounds. Yeah, Paul taught me how to play poker. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, I personally don't think it's in there. My gut says it's not. But if you two are saying it's an any, I will go with you. Just to be, I'm almost sure it's in there, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was our score last time? Right, zero. Yeah. zero. What did we do yeah, last time? Week, we two were, last yeah, week, we were double null. We were to- total idiots. double null spy. We're we're on this program. We are making the uh, pastoral uh, profession look so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe you me. The dumber, uh, the dumber we are, the smarter God seems, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> see, you would have thought that would have showed up in uh, Solomon's writings because he was, you know, he was all about being smart and wise, and wasn't he? But I don't recall seeing that. <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can't tell you I why I think it is, but I think it, it is. But it probably is. Well, I mean, you know, my gut says no, but I'm, I will go along with the innies because I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. But I'm saying yeah. 
You are you? you bring you over to the I'm dark I'm saying side? yes, but it's begrudging. I, I, don't. I understand that because yeah. I try to I try to do that every time. <laughs> so I've got it out either way. I, it sounds like we're an any. Mm-hmm. Any or Audi. So it actually is a it's an any. Okay. <gasps> right. A couple of places. Uh, Psalm 102. I am like a desert owl. Oh, okay. Uh, Isaiah 34. But the hawk shall possess it. The owl and the raven shall dwell in it. So yeah, it's nice. At, at least a couple of times the well, old owl is in there. I'd like to thank my uh-huh. two friends for. Pulling Way to me go, preachers! This. We have started off with victory today, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna revel in that too. You're gonna be proud of me in a future episode. All right, I'm always proud of you. Yeah. Well, just gonna revel in elation. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Okay, so that's a win. That's a win. We've stepped it up from uh, last week's program with a win <laughs> right off the bat, and now we move to Brother Hodo. Anything could happen here. Anything could happen. And I hope here. it does. Probably both. So. So I have four. I'll go with animals since Brother Coon started us off with animals. Okay. I'll give you four animals, one of which is in the Bible. Okay. Oof. I like your little method that you chopped in here. All right. Is in the Bible. The word puppy is not in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) But it should be. Here's your four animals mink, manatee, mole, mamba. Oh my goodness gracious! Mink, manatee, mole, or mamba, and one of those is in. One of those is in. The rest of them are out. So we're picking which one. one? Oh, is the any? Which one is the any? Mole, mink, manatee, manatee, manicotti. Yes, <laughs> mink, manatee, mole, mamba. mamba, snake. They didn't dance the mamba back then, did they? <laughs> Said, nope, nope, they should have. Another serpents in the Bible. It was a mamba the snake called yeah. out. But was a mamba it, like around it, Jerusalem and stuff? Yeah, I'm not that smart. It's deserts. Yeah, it's desert. So is a mamba a desert snake, or is I it like a jungle it, snake? I always assumed it was hmm. a mamba. Maybe. Sounds like a jungle snake. It might be. That's like what I know about Amazon snakes. or something. <laughs> I'm making this up as I, I just go. hold them up in faith. <laughs> Uh, right. Oh. Here we go. Not again. a Temple Baptist Church. <laughs> oh, you know what? Joel Osteen should hold a snake up and see what happens. Yawned him today. I, I apologize for I, that. I think that, that was, came from Sunday school. That was last call. Wow. Uh, listen, uh, a meek. Joel, send us an email. Comments at MikeTheBaptist.com. Manatee. Yeah, manatee. I don't. I can't oh, imagine wait a manatee. manatee there weren't no manatees swimming around in the deserts. <laughs> Ain't that the thing that looks like a sea lion, the big mm-hmm. blob yeah. looking thing? Yeah, there's no Mediterranean Ocean near Israel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for that. <laughs> Except for anyway, that. Of course, we had Noah's Ark, too. But, you know. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but, I don't, uh, but, but I don't. Manatee, I'm like, of course, who would have thought unicorn? I wouldn't so, have thought unicorn. For, I, uh, I wouldn't have thought manatee, either. A mink or a mole. I'm kind of leaning towards one of those. Mink I think they drew mole. minks. Well, like on the old uh, Egyptian the hieroglyphs. So what you're mole. talking about? A Prairie mole. dogs. Prairie dogs. Mole. Mole. Have you ever seen a mole up mm-hmm. out of the ground? That's Pretty the ugliest ugly looking. Yeah. Yep. Looks like a, a manatee with little pink feet. <laughs> oh. You okay over there? No, I choked myself a little bit on that one. Pastor Reverend HD, we were doing so well. Now you're making us feel so stupid. I know, right? Mole. I tried to lift us up. I like mole. 
mold. Oh, also. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Can you imagine a mole trying to dig around in that hard desert crown under it? So well, that's, I have until now. That's why <laughs> That's why I'm thinking maybe it's the mole. Now you're picking the one that's in the Bible. Oh, the any. Oh, the any. three are out. <laughs> I think it's one of those that starts with an M, for yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, well, I got confused then. Mink. Mink. I think mink's in Manatee, there. Manatee, mole, or mamba. I think the mink's in there. I'd go with mink. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> all, all wise, worshipful. No, 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 no. <laughs> Leader, manatee, mole. Have we have we ever sang about a mink, a manatee, a mole, or a mamba? <laughs> Do we have any songs? <laughs> I'm gonna write the, one. Uh, Mike the Baptist hymnal about the right one. There's one that Steve Miller wrote. Shabada do mamba mamba. Shabada do mamba mamba. This is his college days. He wrote that. <laughs> um, it's been a couple of years ago. What's the what? old gut say? What's the oysters? That was last week. What's the gut week? says mink is in there, isn't any. Mink. But I also think the mamba could be in there. Oh, we're back to mamba now. But they, I don't recall them naming a specific type of snake. Anytime I've heard about a snake Serpents. in the Bible, it's a serpent or snake. Right. Yeah, an asp is what uh, Cleopatra Except for that. With. <laughs> that one. Oh. Paul, that's, Paul was bitten by an asp. Right. ASP. Clarify, because I think it's a mink. That's my gut, but my gut is wrong on occasion. I can go with that. I'll go with it. I, I have no clue. I am, yeah, I am really clueless. Okay, just for the sake these. of getting on with the I, program, I'm, I'm going to say manatee's not in there. So watch it be manatee. So, well, I can't see manatee either. But mink, we're going with mink, mink. is in there. Okay, so I did a lot of studying on this, but I'm going to tell you what still has thrown me. What was the skin that they were supposed to use in the temple? Anyway, we'll get back. I'll, I'll have to do some deep, deeper research. But Isaiah 2.20 says, In that day mankind will cast away their idols of silver and their idols of gold, which they made for themselves to worship to the moles and to the bats. Moles. Moles is in the Bible. That's weird. All righty then. Moles is in the Bible. That's, that's weird. That's yeah. a weird little creature. I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> that's just that's just really weird. I yeah, I don't know how to feel when I lose on any rally or yeah. win. I just I just will go on this saying there's something in my brain that keeps wanting to say manatee skins were used for something, but I couldn't find it the other day when I was looking. Huh. Manatee skins. There's something you I, don't hear every I'd day. Have to go back and there was some kind of special skin that was they that the used. Catholic Bible? Yeah, maybe. Well no wait, they said the uh, <laughs> they weren't using the skins of a mole because that'd take a lot of skins. Oh, Okay. What were they? Take a lot of what moles. were they saying to the? They would cast them to the moles. Oh, throw the them out to them. Oh. Yeah. Um, All right, we're one for one. Yeah, my that's grand, good. My granddad. So my granddad, probably kind of like your granddad. They grew up in the Great Depression. Yeah, didn't have anything. You know, sharecroppers, the whole nine yards. I remember as a boy him telling the story. One year for Mother's Day, they killed a mole, skinned it, put. Something in there to make it, and that was her powder puff. <laughs> she used a mole skin for a powder puff. That's thing. crazy. I know, right? They leave the little pink feet on it. Oh, I think they got rid of that. You know, or I don't know. Maybe a good handle. <laughs> it there would you go. All those little pink feet. <laughs> oh, necessity is the mother of How thoughtful they right. were. I said necessity is the mother of invention, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. Well, mole powder puff. So if you want something soft, you want a mole skin. Interesting. Mole skins are soft, yeah. Huh. 
There we go. We learned something else they're, down, they're down there under that, you know, <laughs> they're rubbing themselves up against the dirt all the time. So it's, got all the hair rubbed off all yeah. the time. Them's yeah. the ugliest little creatures. Oh, they are. <laughs> uh, this is a really bizarre yeah. discussion, wow. but that's exactly what I would expect. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, good job. We're going to take a break because, like I said, these, these men have places to go and things to do. We need a break. And people to see. And I may have already caused them to be late. So we'll take a break, come back, sing you a nice spiritual hymn, and uh, call it a wrap. Oh, wow. What a great contestant and a fine sport today on Any or Audi, America's almost favorite new game show. Study up, future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for Any or Audi. Hey, folks. <clears throat> Sometimes uh, when you're dealing with hymns and stuff around churches, you, you need something to pick you up a little bit. It's fine to be real spiritual and all and reverent and all those things. Once in a while, you need to, I don't know how you say it, live it up just a little because, and get your, you know, your blood flowing because otherwise you're just sitting around a bunch of boring people. I mean, you just no, no life to you. You just need to get your motor running sometimes. You do you? need to get your motor running, Koontz. Yeah. Hymn number 57 in the Mike the Baptist hymnal is just such a hymn designed to get your motor running hmm. for the Lord. And we're going to do that hymn for you, and then we're going to wrap it up. And uh, I'll tell you guys thanks after the hymn. Sometimes I do it both, but so no thanks yet. Yeah, I'm gonna, no, we'll thank you after afterwards. Depends on how you do the hymn, I guess. <laughs> Get your motor running, head out on the highway, looking for adventure in whatever comes our way. Yeah, yeah darling, gonna make it happen. Take the world in a love embrace. Fire all your guns at once and explode into space. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. Yeah, darling, gonna make it happen. Take the world in a love embrace. Fire all your guns at once and explode into space. Like a true nature's child, we were born, born to be wild. We can climb so high. We can climb so high. I changed that line because I noticed it said that. Uh, said something about I'm going to die. Never want to die. I didn't think we should said. say yep. that on the mm-hmm. program. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. Thank you, Coots, for being here today. Thank you, Fred. Neil Andrews, thank you. Yeah. Good to see you. H.D. Jones. Good nice to be in the house. You. Yep. Thanks to everybody who... Uh, Tune in and stay tuned. We'll see you on the next episode of Mike the Baptist, your educational Christian program for all of America. For your listening pleasure. And your listening pressure. 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 Your listening pressure. Hey, remember, folks, we're just Christians. Trying. Not to. Cuss. That's like like complete uh, participation right there. Just like everybody got their part to be. Like Lee Murphy said when he's talking about the Trinity. Friend Lee Murphy's talking about the, you know, he's uh, got the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit, all three of them doing the part. Anyway, see you next time. Glory <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>